Woe is I, the future ruler of the world reduced to a mere head in a dumpster. There goes my man off to save a headless dolt. Bodiless. Of course. Excuse me. This is beyond humiliating. Looks like he's found a stick to fish out B. Excellent. Now they just have to get back inside unnoticed. You there, bear. Now you will witness my true power of levitation. I lay upon thee the mummy's curse that shall follow you and your bloodline for all eternity. For once in your life, let it the fuck go, B. You'll rule the day you dare attack her future royal highness, Beatrice the Fourth. At least be not in a good psyop on a bear. Thank you. I thought it was a nice touch. So to take stock of the situation, we're down a mummy. Most of one. Griffin, would you uh, put her over the catering table and get dressed? How many times you get to say that, huh? How do you even know where his ass is? <laughs> Practice. How dare you? I'm part of this team. This won't be the last we hear of her royal highness. So, we're down a mummy. I'm just a dude tonight. Drac got sucker punched through a window. Thankfully, the cape protected my cardigan. I told you the combo works. Adam's out. Why would you assume I'm incapable of handling a bear single-handedly? I think you... The person held together with staples in some places would want to avoid getting bared. I'm not saying I disagree with your assessment. I just wanted to hear the reasoning. Charlotte? What? Do you expect me to pull a wand out of this bag and whisper some shit in Latin that'll delete a bear? We would settle for a potion or draft of some kind, honestly. Now, what kind of person would just have incredibly toxic spell ingredients just in their messenger bag while at a party where anything could happen? <laughs> I'm kidding. I got all sorts of options here, baby. Never leave home without the good stuff. Excellent. A good old-fashioned poisoning. Just like the old days when you could change the face of Europe with the wrong words whispered to the right person. <sighs> or a capsule of cyanide slipped into a cup of tea. You really went hard back then. I miss it sometimes. Evil doing is just so boring now. It's like there's no prestige to anything anymore. Exactly! Back in the day you plotted to kill someone, you did it, then you either succeeded or failed and had to suffer the consequences. Now, common humans do more evil in one year than I could do in the 20th century while suffering no consequences because it's all ongoing! There's no big finale. The pitchfork mobs can't be a threat anymore because they're all trapped driving fast food to the villains to pay rent. So that's it. What? You've been down for a long time, friend. I have not. Adam's right. They put out more weenies, and yes, Adam's right. You've been out of it. What's that? Is the Count finally coming to terms with his feelings of inadequacy and restlessness? 
Well, I did not expect this evening to develop. We can't fix things on the macro scale, but we can change it in the micro. I present to you this. Poison? I die of boredom, no. A draft to explode the bear. Oh, hell yes! That's a bit dramatic. I love it! We just have to lace something the bear would eat. Go, raid the kitchen. Whatever you need is yours. Hey, anyone else see those red eyes out in the forest? Oh my god, the bear brought back up. (sighs) No, that's Mothman. Long way from Virginia. Indeed. Does he have any, like, creature influence powers? He mostly deals in premonitions and omens. So we're doomed. Doomed to an awkward evening, at least. You didn't invite him, did you? (sighs) It's tricky organizing events when potential guests are known to precede tragic events. Do his visions cause bad luck, or is Mothman a savior warning people before bad things happen? It's a real chicken or egg situation. It's only polite. Perhaps the party itself is cursed. Maybe we could play it off as if this was a spontaneous get-together. An organic event that sort of happened. Two fatal flaws to that proposition. One, I booked this cabin a month in advance. Two, he can see the future. Either he's acting as a portent of doom or... Or he's on his way to have some fun in the gloom. I'm sorry. The internet really changed the game for monster horny folk. Most people can find the dangerous thing that gets them revved up, and cryptids are the hot commodity right now. Mothboy out there is at the top of the monster boning pyramid. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The sexual appetites of monster groupies are a fickle force that can change on a dime. You remember the 1930s, Adam. We were on top of the world in the department. Well, yeah... It's 1930 right now for our fuzzy compatriot out there. So what you're saying is either we're screwed or he's about to be. Or both. He could be dropping prophecy on his way to a polyamorous love-in the likes of which would make Caligula himself blush. Look at the ass on that guy. I can't look away. Uh, enjoy the ride while it lasts, my lepidopteric friend. Anyway, the deed is done. I've drugged this bear-sized slice of lasagna. Oh, I'm sorry. I had no idea we were trying to murder Garfield. It's the meatiest bear-mouth-sized item in the kitchen. I would have preferred the optics of a large steak or perhaps a roast, but we work with what we have. Be careful with that. I only had the components to do this once. It doesn't have to eat the whole thing, but some delicious pasta has to get in that bear to make anything happen. This is it, comrades. It's time to go to the parking lot. Do you think it hates Mondays? What's the plan? Run out to piss it off so it roars and you fling the pasta grenade into the open maw? Then you phrase it like that, the plan sounds silly. You're plotting to murder a bear and still hold a killer party at the same time. Point taken. We have a slight problem. 
The bear's gone. The more exciting the proceedings get, the more excited the frequencies seem to get. You can almost feel them buzzing in the air around us. Almost as if one could reach out and pluck a tail from the air. Oh wait, silly me. I can. <laughs> Shadows. Stick Indians. Man of woods. When you turn to look for them, they slink away just enough so that you'll never see them. But trust me. You'll feel the heavy presence behind you, resting the weight on your back, and then... They've got you. And your family will never, ever see you again. At approximately 10 a.m. I'm Graham Anderson, and this is the subjective truth. Ah, shit. Mothman making a cameo. It's impossible, I know, but the reboots are people. Real people. Absolutely, I can feel it. He's, he's still alive. None of it really matters. We all die, we all come back. Elaborate man-made hoax. Breaking alien Ever wonder why the tape stops right after he shows up? Not everything is a ghost story, Mr. Anderson. Talking about aliens and fucking ultimate dimensions. But jeez, it's the whole point of everything! I googled my son's name today, and you wouldn't believe the stupid fucking he bullshit knew, that came I up. He knew what they meant. He looked at me and smiled. A lot of strange stuff happens out here. You'll start to see it soon if you haven't already. How long was it before you started to hear the hum? Thank you for listening, and now I, Gavin, the person who did all the clickety-clack editing stuff, would like to credit the people who actually brought this world to life with their wonderful, skilled voice work. In order of appearance, Danielle Allett as Beatrice, Sebastian Crane as George, Cole Burkhart as Charlotte, Dallas Wheatley as Griffin, Josh Rubino as Dracula, Ty Coker as Adam, David Reinstrom as the narrator, and me, Gavin Gaddis, as Wyatt, who is totally a real character and doesn't only appear once. This has been a Baldwin Audio Works production. For more information, transcripts, and all that good stuff, visit baldwinaudio.works. Regardless, thank you so much for listening to all of this, and you are extra special for being the kind of person who listens through the entire call to action. You are the true winner of Halloween, and I hope you have a safe fun, and appropriately scary Halloween season. Have a good one.